In the beginning, there was darkness. A void waiting to be filled with the echoes of destiny. From the depths of time, legends emerged. Heroes forged in the fires of adversity, their stories etched in the fabric of eternity. Through the sands of ancient deserts, across the vast expanse of galaxies, and amidst the tumultuous waves of the ocean, their journeys began. But amidst the chaos, there arose a whisper, a call to action, a beacon of hope. Now, as the world holds its breath, a new tale unfolds, a story of courage, of triumph against all odds. Join us as we delve into the depths of imagination, as we embark on a journey beyond the realms of possibility. For in every tale lies a lesson, in every legend a truth waiting to be discovered. This is not just a podcast. This is an odyssey, a quest for knowledge, a quest for inspiration, a quest for the very essence of what it means to be human. Welcome, dear listeners, to a world of infinite possibilities. Welcome, dear listeners, to the True Life Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the True Life Podcast. I hope your day is going well. I hope the birds are singing. I hope that you have found a way to love the one you're with, as well as the one in the mirror. I wanted to talk to you today about the alien within. And I want to dive deep into an abstract idea about all that is alien. I would like to continue to follow the Ariadne thread through the labyrinth, which leads us to the final destination, as above, so below. That which is outside is just a shadow. That which we build, what we see, and what we construct is in fact a manifestation of the ideas that we have. Does that make sense? I want you to think about everything from architecture to supply chains. How does it look? How is it built? How do the plans look? That's the exact same way we build our ideas. The way we think about things inside is the same way we build things outside. The person who is a great communicator is someone who has thought deeply about what it is he wants to say. The architect is someone who can draw plans, who can translate the vision inside and show people how to build it on the outside. The same way the architect draws plans for a building is the same way a social engineer can draw plans for society's behavior. I want you to think about your thought patterns. I want you to think about 
how your brain works while you're thinking. I would like to try to paint you a picture of how you think. The process by which your brain moves information around. Imagine going to the mountain. And on the mountain is a beautiful ski resort covered in snow. And lucky for you, you got there on the night after a heavy snow. You wake up early in the morning and you're the first one to the chairlift. You take the chairlift to the very top of the double diamond. And as you get off, you realize you're the first one there. And as you and your friend look gazingly down the slope, you realize that you get fresh tracks. And by fresh tracks, for those that don't know, I mean there are no pathways cut in the snow. And as you look down at this white fluffy cloud, you realize that you can go any way you want as long as you're going down. You have a specific direction in which you're heading. You must go down the mountain. jump up, you push off, and you begin cutting your tracks down the mountain, weaving in between trees, moving around rocks, checking out the scenery, and your board or your skis glide through the powder. There's no previous set destination. By the time you get down to the mountain, you jump back on the ski lift and you go back up. And by the time you get back up there, there's been several people that have went after you. And now there's multiple lanes cut. And you choose a different lane. And this time you still go down the mountain, but you take a different path. Now I have come to the crossroads in my life. I always knew what the right path was. Without exception, I knew. But I never took it. You know why? It was too damn hard. This path is a much shorter path because it's almost a direct line down. There's no weaving through trees. There's no meandering around rocks. There's just a straight shot down. You get on the chairlift and you go back up. By this time, it's almost lunchtime. And you've noticed with the sun coming out that the fresh snow has begun to melt and it's becoming a little bit icy. And so the pathways that have been cut have become deep grooves, some of them showing a little bit of dirt. And now... Now here's Charlie. He's come to the crossroads. He has chosen 
a path. It's the right path. It's a path made of principle that leads to character. Let him continue on his journey. You hold this boy's future in your hands, committee. It's a valuable future. Believe me, don't destroy it, protect it. It's much more difficult for you to take a different path because the grooves are so deep. They're cut so deep into the powder that it's almost like you're on a track, which is like the old limerick. There once was a man who said, damn, for it certainly seems that I am a being that moves indeterminate grooves. I'm not even a bus, I'm a tram. Now I have come to the crossroads in my life. I always knew what the right path was. Without exception, I knew, but I never took it. You know why? It was too damn hard. It was too damn hard. It was too damn hard. It's almost as if you can't really go a new way because the old snow was built up along the sides and it kind of keeps you contained. That's the same way we move information around in our brain. After we have thought a certain thing on several occasions, that information takes the same track. And soon, it's no longer easy to think about that issue in a new way. If you do what is easy, your life will be hard. But if you do what is hard, your life will be easy. We've thought about it so often that it becomes like a heuristic. If you do what is easy, your life will be hard. But if you do what is hard, your life will be easy. And in this case, I want you to think of a heuristic as a cut groove in the powder. If you do what is easy, your life will be hard. But if you do what is hard, your life will be easy. That's the information moving from one part of our brain to another center of our brain. It's the fastest way. It's the way in which we have decided to cut it or think about it. And it is the way we continue to think about it unless we are forced to do some real thinking about why that path no longer works. Breakthrough. As we begin to look at what we want, what's going to be crucial for you is to look toward the future and every time you find yourself saying that you can't do something, putting yourself down, being negative about you and the possibilities for you, you've got to literally catch yourself. And you've got to affirm to yourself in the process, hey, 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 no, 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 I can make it. There's some way this can happen for me. An instance of this might be a stroke. It may be a trauma. It may be some sort of tragic event that has happened to us. This is the way out of the pre-cut path the only way out once the path has really been worn down to the dirt. 
Okay, so now that you've thought about that, you've done this little thought experiment, and you can picture the way information moves around your brain. The same way a skier or snow butter, snow butter? The same way that a skier or a snowboarder cuts a path through the powder, so does your thoughts cut a lane through the gray or white matter of your brain. Now let's take it a step further. Isn't that also the way that water cuts a path down a hill? Instead of it being a skier, let us think about a glacier in the springtime. A small bead of water begins to drip down the side of a mountain, slowly cutting a path of least resistance, following the groove that was cut before, following a groove the water has followed for years. This is a pattern of thinking. The pattern of thinking is the same as the pattern of erosion. The same pattern of skiing, thinking, and erosion could be applied to supply chains. If you look at a globe, if you look at a map of the world, you'll often see shipping lanes. You'll often see the routes in which shipping containers go. You'll often see the way in which shipping vessels, shipping containers, freight containers, the shipping lanes of the world are present on almost any world map. If you look at a Rand McNally map, you'll see the pathways through the different canal system, through the different straits, through the Arabian Sea, the Bay of Bengal, the Atlantic Ocean, the Pacific Ocean. You'll see all these lines that go around. And these are the shipping lanes, the supply chains. However, they look exactly like a neurological map of your brain looks. I think that it's fair to say the way we ship resources around the world is the same way information gets shipped around our brain. How could it not be? That which is inside us is that which we build outside of us. We're building, projecting outside of us what's inside of us. I want you to think about that for a minute. If we are building the world outside based on what we have on the inside, what does that say about us? Does it say that on the inside we're constantly battling ourselves? Does it say that on the inside we don't understand who we are so we build these castles that are destined to be destroyed? Is that what is happening to our world? Is that what's happening inside of us and thus that's what we build outside of us? Let me, I'd like to give you a few more examples. There's a beautiful painting 
by Michelangelo. And it's this painting of God creating man. Most of you know this image. It's the image of God reaching his finger out and touching Adam. However, if you look at that painting, it appears that God is floating in a cloud. But if you really look at what God is floating in, God is floating in a cloud that's in the exact shape of a brain. That cannot be a mistake. It brings us to the idea of symbolism. It brings us to the eye of it brings us to the idea of symbolic thinking. But that's just skimming the surface. Here's one that's hard to believe, but it's true. If you look at the way in which many churches are laid out, they too are laid out in the shape of a brain. You wouldn't be able to tell by walking inside them. However, if you looked at them like an architect and you saw the plans, then you would see that some of the small chambers represent the different glands in the brain, the pituitary gland, the pineal gland, the thalamus. It's fascinating to see where, in fact, the altar stands where the different chambers represent. That too cannot be a mistake. It could theoretically be something that we have built not knowing. However, I think that that is implausible. When you look back to the ideas of those who came before us, be it Masons or the Pythagoreans or any of these builders of the past. What they were building was a society. What the esoteric knowledge teaches us is what we said in the beginning of this podcast. That which is inside of us is what we project on the outside. We build on the outside what we know to be true on the inside. What are the chances of our shipping lanes looking like a neurological map? What are the chances of our divine institutions, regardless of what faith you have, what does it say when the architects who built these houses of worship, built them in the form, in the shape of our brains. What does that tell you? Does that tell you that the divine spark of God lives inside your mind? Does it say that we are, in fact, the brain of the planet? What does that mean when you look at the folklore or the mystic traditions that say we are the mind of God. How do you feel about that? What if we are living in the mind of God? What if you are but a thought in the mind of a divine being? 
Would you live your life different? What if you are the potential idea of a divine being? A thought being born. An idea worthwhile. How would you get the attention of the being that you want to inspire? How do you think about your own thoughts? What does that make you think about time? Would you experience time different if you knew that you were but a thought in the mind of a divine being? Would it give you the ability to live forever if you knew that you could be expressed to a world beyond comprehension? I want to challenge you to think about yourself as a thought in the mind of a divine being. That makes you part of a divine being. It makes you the word of God. In the beginning, there was the word. Which word are you? Which word could you be? What if you could choose? Which word would you choose? Are not the words you use the words you use to describe yourself? Everyone's heard the saying, there is no thing, there is nothing more powerful than an idea whose time has come. What if you are that idea and your time has come? Does that make you the most powerful being? Would you be more accepting of those things you don't understand if you were aware that you're all part of a process. Instead of us being human beings, perhaps we are a human process. I want you to focus on that idea of the human process. Each individual is but a thought in the mind of God. Whatever you define God to be. Whatever you choose to see as the higher power. I hope you choose to see yourself as part of that power. The divine inspiration in the mind of a divine being allows you to live a life worth living. It expresses how important you are. And those that believe in you, and those around you, and those that love you. Isn't isn't it a form of enlightenment to understand that you are this divine spark, this thought, this idea, this potentiality in the process of human being? I feel as if it allows you to move freely through time, to see time, to understand time for what it is, a word, a 
prison, a limit. In the world of the human process, the only prison is the prison you build around yourself, the words you use to limit that which you are. If you are a thought in the mind of the divine being, you're immortal. Your ideas, your concepts, your ability to move freely through time, the past, the present, the future, the abiding now. As fast as you can change your mind, you can change your state. Only to be recycled, to be reborn, to live again in another time, perhaps expressing a similar thought, an emotion, a feeling, a belief. These are all synonyms for the self, for the individual, for the divinity that you are responsible for. Choose your words and ideas wisely. Move freely through time. Seek the truth. Seek to understand. Seek to inspire. Seek and ye shall find. Aloha, my friends. Aloha, everyone. Thanks for taking a moment to hang out with me in the True Life Podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you're taking some time to listen to this, whether it's your first podcast with me or you've been with me the whole way, I truly want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Additionally, I would like to try to inspire everyone. The world is a crazy place. And if you listen to your heart and you take some chances, I really think the world will unfold in front of you in ways you can't imagine. I've been doing the podcast for about five years. Last year, I decided to take the plunge. Well, circumstances dictated that I took the plunge, and I did. I've begun working on the podcast full-time for almost a year now, and it's been so rewarding to me that I just want to try and inspire other people. If you have a dream, if you have a vision, follow the voice in your heart. Listen to the song on the wind and embrace the challenge. I think you're strong enough, you're smart enough, and you're good enough to make your dreams come true. But you have to believe in them. And I truly believe wholeheartedly that if you take a chance, a real chance on what is possible, then your dreams will unfold in front of you. Uncertainty can be a monster. It can be something that we run away from. But much like fear, if you stand in front of it, it's not that big of a problem. I know everyone listening to this has a dream and a vision and I hope you all conquer it and I want you to know it's possible. 
Take baby steps and move towards it, and you will get closer to it. Your relationships will be better. Your life will be better. And you know what? You deserve it. You're an amazing person. If you get a moment, go down to the show notes. If you can, support the show. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get to it.